0: In today's episode of Making Waves, I have had the pleasure of speaking with David Hansen. As we are approaching our 10th Connors Run, we thought it would be fun and interesting for many of you to hear about how it all began in 2013, just weeks after Connor passed. Enjoy this trip down memory lane with David as we discuss all things Connor's Run and how it all began. Enjoy. Very pleased to be with. David Hansen today on our Making Waves podcast. And we decided to do a couple special interviews in the lead up to Connor's Run, which is our 10th this year. And I thought we'd do a bit of reminiscing, a bit of back to when it all began. And I immediately thought of David because I can pretty safely say we wouldn't have Connor's Run without you, David.
1: Oh, thanks, Liz. And look, you've made it the success. So I just helped you get started and you've been instrumental in seeing it grow and raise so many funds and embrace, have the whole community and many of the businesses involved in such a worthy cause And for Connor.
0: Well, thank you. I don't know what your memories are from the beginning. And just, just before we get started, just a little bit about you now we're, we're going back to 2013 connor sadly passed away in april the 20th of april of 2013 what were you doing sort of broadly do you, you know it was a few years ago now so what was sort well, of I, ran,
1: I, I was running my business which was super sprint events which ran triathlons around Australia and some overseas and including the uh Olympic triathlon in 2000 and you know we did cycling events uh running events a whole range of events neon run um so in in 30 years I ran over I think 500 odd events
0: oh my god and you're still um, and you're still smiling when it
1: started, it Sorry. Yeah, what started as a part-time business, you know, grew as uh, grew into a full-time business. With, I think we had at the highest point probably eighteen full-time staff and about forty event staff.
0: And now nine so, years.
1: Yeah, I can smile now. I'm, I'm semi-retired, so
0: which is wonderful. I've got and all
1: these grey hairs from all the worries.
0: A few years ago, you sold Supersprint to. um now it's the um, who who owns it. It sort of has it's changed a couple hands. Yeah,
1: I had it for 30 years and started it, and then it was sold to Martin Jolly, who used to head up uh, IMG, and then he ended up selling it to Fairfax, and then Fairfax were acquired by Channel Nine, and then they offloaded their events. Mm-hmm. Many of the major ones were purchased by Iron Man. And then some were given to two of my former staff who are running those triathlons locally and doing a great job.
0: Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So back in 2013, sadly, uh, just from my perspective and, and a little bit about what led me to you, is um, Connor passed away, as I said, on the 20th of April and that was a Saturday and his funeral was the following Friday. And that's obviously a busy time and it was a really special way to remember Connor and and he would have been just graduated from Brighton Grammar and the whole community came out and the Furbank community and really the whole Bayside community that knew our family. Uh, And there really was this sort of wonderful support which I think our wonderful community can do I don't want to say like no other, but, you know, in a really special way. Yeah. Um, and it was the Monday after the funeral, there was a teacher here tutoring Nick, Connor's younger brother, who at the time was 16 and he was being tutored in math and Andrew Bernal is his name. And I'll never forget as he was leaving that Monday, he looked at me and he said, you know, the funeral was amazing. Now what? And I remember exactly where I was in the kitchen and Nick was with me. And I just stared at him like I had not given it one thought. And he said, really, you should think about an event because there's all this love and support for Connor and your family. And without missing a beat, Nick said, oh, we should do that training run that Connor did once. So now we're in April. In September of 2011, Connor ran once from our home in Sandringham to the boat sheds. So, I knew exactly what he was talking about, very uncharacteristic for Connor, who really hated running. So, he said. Um, So, he planted that seed. And it was for me something to hold on to in a time of very, very acute grief where everything had been about Connor and trying to get him better. And then when we knew we couldn't, just loving him in those palliative months. Um, And I thought, okay. Uh, And then I started. I had no idea about what you do or an event, uh, you know, but I'm, as you can see, I'm fairly undaunted from taking on a challenge. Um, So, but I started asking people, um, is there, do you know anybody? Like, how do we do an event? Like, how would we do this? And somebody recommended that I give you a ring. And I remember it was the Friday. So it was the week after the funeral. So it would have been very beginning of May. It was 3.30 in the afternoon, and I thought, I'll wait till then, because I was so nervous to call. I had to call information to get the number for Super Sprint. I'd never met you, and I thought, if I call late on a Friday, no one will be there. Well, ho- Hopefully, I was hoping you wouldn't be there, because I wasn't actually <laughs> <laughs> I I ask- was what I was going to be asking, and lo and behold, this man answers the phone. And I said, is David Hanson there? You said speaking. Do you remember that?
1: I remember it distinctly because all my staff were on the Gold Coast because we had an event on the Gold Coast. And I was the only person in the office. (laughs) So I was taking calls. And then I distinctly remember your call and I distinctly remember our conversation.
0: And what, what do you remember?
1: Well, of course, I knew about Connor because... My two sons were at Brighton Grammar, and one in particular had raised money and done a lot of things, and I'd helped him do that. So I was aware of Connor, and I think my youngest son played rugby, and and was you know. So there were a lot of connections there.
0: And you um, yourself? did you? I, yourself? I think I was.
1: I think I was. I think I was. I knew who you were, and I think I was probably in a little bit of shock because it was so raw. The whole. You know, funeral only been two weeks prior, I think it was, or whatever, less than two weeks. But, you know, at the same time, I was just totally taken by your determination and desire to do something for him. So that you won me over within about a minute.
0: Oh, well, I I remember, and you said, why are you calling me? You know, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I remember distinctly, saying well we wanted to do this run to commemorate a run connor did and you said okay well tell me about that run and i said oh well he ran from our home in sandringham down to nepean highway and nepean highway into the boat sheds and you said well you definitely don't want to do that do you remember talking to me about the course
1: Yeah, I remember saying you don't want to run on the roads because the cost for road closures and everything would be just astronomical and you'd end up probably losing money rather than raising money. And to do it in a manner that didn't cost, which meant doing it off the road and on the paths, which, you know, for the numbers we were looking at initially was going to work quite well. And the, the way it was just evolved, you know, and it has evolved has been brilliant in that regard.
0: Well, you, um, I I remember in that conversation and I was writing notes because everything you were saying was new to me. Um, and you had said, well, yeah, definitely want to take it to the beach. And you, I think at that time suggested that maybe the Hampton Life Saving or somewhere around Bayside would be a good start. That's Small Street, which has become our start one. Um, And I said, okay, so how do we do this? Like, do we just start planning? And you said, no, you need to get all three councils. If you're running through these three councils, you need to get them to make sure it's okay. And you warned me that this was gonna be really tricky because the councils are very busy and there's a lot of events, Uh, but you were very kind and you gave me the contact at City of Bayside The city of port phillip and the city of melbourne and you said use my name um if you can get a date and i knew because connor had done the run in september that's when he had done that his one and only connor's run yeah i thought well uh, then we should do it in september and we looked at the calendar and i thought well we can't do it during school holidays i think he actually did do it during school holidays so we thought well maybe the sunday before school holidays started so that last sort of week of of the term 3 might be good and you said well good luck and i'll never forget this david you said if you can get all three councils to agree then call me back and i and i think when i <laughs> the phone i i was thinking oh he's thinking i'll never hear from her again were you thinking that
1: no 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 i actually thought you'd get it i actually did think you would get it because all the councils, uh, particularly City of Port Phillip, uh, you know, would embrace something like this. And because it wasn't gonna impact on road closures, because most of the councils and authorities are rather sensitive to road closures because of the residents and so forth. And there are already a number of road closures that exist. So being off the road, I knew that there was a strong likelihood, particularly with your determination that it had happened.
0: And so was, I,
1: was um, I was expecting the call, Liz.
0: Well, good, because then I called you back and I said, okay, okay, we've got okay. And, I'm, and you were so generous. Um, and I thought, okay, so do we start it? All right, if we started at Hampton, life-saving, and I think you even said, listen, why don't you and your husband, my husband, Scott, why don't you jump on your bikes and just ride the course? Because then you can see it. You actually explained to me The tram track, because I couldn't figure out, I understood to get from Hampton life-saving down to the spirit of Tasmania. That was straightforward, and that was along the beach, and I knew it would be beautiful. But then when we got to the spirit of Tasmania, I couldn't figure out how you then got to the city. And it was you that said, oh, well, there's this lovely tram trail, and just ride in on that, and then you end up at South Bank, and then you can just, you know, head on into the park next to the boat sheds yeah um you also do you remember um you also encouraged us uh, to have a a second start
1: yes at katani gardens
0: at katani gardens because i said okay so we jumped on our bike and we did that and it was 18.8 k and you said well if it's not if you're not trying to make it a, a formal 5k, 10k timed event, it doesn't really matter. But then we realized that was Connor's age when he passed. So that all made sense. And then you said, Oh, I think you might need a shorter distance. Because <laughs> everybody- numbers, yes. Yeah. And not everybody wants to do 18k, which was actually Correct. also great advice. um Do you remember talking about the name?
1: Ah uh, yeah, I, th- I only vaguely, but I thought Connor's run was a good name. Well, I thought I was, it was because it was unique and it was different to what's normally out there. You know, normally events are named after the city or the location or anything like that, and so anything that is a point of difference and it's very, you know, very personal. And I thought it was made the most sense. I
0: think. I um, I know we were struggling with the name. We had first said Connor's training run. And you said, no, that's too long. Just make it Connors Run. And you were always so good about that, David. Like, however you could keep it simple.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, don't overcomplicate.
1: Like, yes, yeah, yeah. You
0: know? And I think so we had that Connors Run, but then we started second-guessing ourselves. Again, I remember somebody had suggested, ooh, how about um, Shore to Sheds tying in to the Peer to Pub event in Lorne and I thought, ooh, that's a good name. But then I, as Connor's mom, one of the things I was excited about was to keep his name, you know, people yeah. still hearing it, seeing it. And I sort of pitched that to you and, and you're just shaking your head no. And you did, do you remember, you were like, no, you, you've got to keep it personal. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now I remember, yeah.
0: Well, that was that was also fantastic. And... Uh, does anything else come to mind like i I have so many memories because we were so green so you're trying to run your own event company and about every couple weeks we'd come in and have a chat with you and let you know where we were at and what we were doing
1: yeah no i remember i remember distinctly remember our meetings i think it was the pod or uh, somewhere where we'd have our meetings and have coffee and catch up and then go through everything and Um, Yeah, no, I I remember the whole thing evolving and, you know, went from, you know, uh, the course and, you know, Scott did an amazing job, you know, detailing where all the marshals were going to go. And, you know, we had all that. I was really impressed with the work that was done. And then, you know, I think probably um, the thing that struck me most besides your determination and getting, it was the communities that got behind it. And in particular, now, I've forgotten his name, who did all your artwork and still does Oh, yeah,
0: artwork. Merrick. 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 He Amazing. was,
1: um, yeah, I think, because I always said to you, if you've got good artwork and good marketing, that's such a good start. And, you know, like, it was brilliant from the word go. And I think, the Blue Gum still do your T-shirts yes. as
0: well?
1: Yes, uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> wearing well one now.
0: Um, and I love that too. I also... You know, you've run a business for a long time, but when you develop a good relationship and yeah. you've got partners that are willing to do the best they can and, you know, times aren't easy and things happen. And, but I remember two years after we had had blue gum, I don't know, I got an email from somebody and we, that was obviously is a big expense, this t-shirt. Um, I I went down this path and it was just so difficult. And I thought, no, no, we've got a great supplier this is a bit of a plug for bluegum i'll make sure to share this with them <laughs> but they've been amazing
1: yeah and i and i think it was really exciting because then we were planning you know the finish arch and signage and how it was going to present and then we looked at the finish area and we were mapping out where the stage would be and you know the where would marquees would be and the finish line and all those sort of things and then i remember the trouble at the the uh, council gave us over the wind ratings, <laughs> and That's, it was just like, oh my gosh, you would nearly think we were putting up a city building. The amount of red tape.
0: And all that was happening like a week before with yes. the inflatables. Um, yes. oh, then we went to one of your structures, which you very generously donated, and we've had that for years and years and years. Um, but now this year we are going back to an inflatable, and we've got you know a permit. We need to have an engineer. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to have issues. I understand why there are these rules, but it does not yeah. challenging. But I remember um, you talking to us about the finish. And I, there's things that I just remember, and I always remember this. We, If people who've done Connor's Run, we finish on what's called Peppercorn Lawn. And that is directly next to Richmond Rowing Club. You can see it from when you're walking over the bridge, Swanston Street Bridge it's that little it's not that little but it is little behind that area we also had it's called star lawn and that goes all the way down where the rowing behind yeah. the rowing sheds and a lot of events end there and connor's ashes i don't know if you know but he obviously rode at mercantile he loved rowing and it felt very appropriate that we would spread his ashes in the Yara right near Mercantile and so I liked that the run ended but people were worried it was too small and do you remember your advice?
1: Well we moved the finish line on we had the finish line out on the path and then I I, I remember we were trying to get the space where a lot of um, boats were uh, put on stands and then oh, yes. we moved the area out the back for the toilets and things that were Not so important. All we were wanting was that. All we were wanting was to give every participant a memorable finish and positive experience from their involvement in the event. Yes, what
0: one thing that you said was that people don't worry about the space being too small. Like you may think it's small, but when you actually put people in here and people are going to come and then they're going to go, and people like, I mean, this is obviously COVID. This is when people actually did like to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I think it still is obviously true. There is this feeling of coming together and be and feeling part of something feels a bit more special if you do yes. think like it's not too sparse. Yeah. No. Absolutely.
1: And and uh, there was always room for spillover. You better to have atmosphere and feel people feel like they're part of something that was exciting. And I reckon we nailed that from the first year. I think. We nailed it because of the community, you know, the Brighton Grammar community, the Furbank community, and all the people associated that were really passionate about supporting the cause. And I think it was just, you know, I've been, I've I've been the finish line of, you know, hundreds of events, and you know, I really remember that as being such a wonderful, uh, positive experience, a really nice atmosphere around the finish line, and. You know, I was thrilled with the the way we ran the first event. I thought it was a great way to start. Then you then take it to another level every year afterwards.
0: Well, it it was so nice. And I remember that first year, one of Connor's friends coming up to me and it was a beautiful day. So Connor did his job. That's his only job is to give us that blue sky. And you had said, listen, you've done events in all sorts of weather. I can only imagine. Um, And we have been predominantly blessed with beautiful days, but his friend came up at the end and said, I can't believe I feel so good. And this feels so good when the reason we're here is so sad. And I I think that's a really a wonderful, again, what communities can do when you come together and, and make something really positive happen.
1: And I and I think uh, it's a credit to you that that the longevity too that the communities have still come back year after year, and you know it's nearly like it's really entrenched as a like a little institution, an event amongst the communities of Bayside. Really, it's just and and it's extended way beyond Bayside now as well. Well, you know that that T-shirt is you know that walking billboard of memory every year of people walking around proud of you know, participating in Connor's run.
0: Well, the t-shirt is a whole other, because again, we talked about Merrick with, um, you know, with Strong with Marketing. And I started second guessing the, the t-shirt because people were saying, ooh, if it's 18K, you need more of a running top. People aren't going to want to run in cotton. But then, you know, Merrick's like, but who cares about the running? Don't, you know, It's it's just about, you know, feeling good when you're wearing it. And his opinion was a cotton normal t-shirt was gonna feel better. And then what I don't even think it dawned on me, but it was at that time I was doing a spinning class on Tuesday mornings and at our local Sandringham gym. And I went in and there were three other people that maybe I knew or didn't know well, but they were all wearing that original Connors Run t-shirt. And I thought, oh my gosh, people are gonna keep wearing this. And, and, it,
1: and they and and because it's cotton and because it, the design that was done, you know, it's it can be worn. You know, socially, at you know whether people are going out to you know uh, drinks or parties or, you know and down the beach or wherever it can be worn all the, all places.
0: And that's uh, that's really for me Ben, you know, I I sort of embarrass if children if my children are in the car with me. Or if i'm with anybody and i see anybody in this shirt i've got to just wave and smile and say thank you whether i know them or not so <laughs> that, that part's a real a real thrill um i remember at start one when because we had talked about all sorts of stuff um and you were really great but i do remember you going oh you came to start one and you had all this feedback, but we literally were about to start running in about 15 minutes and you were in total event mode. And I remember our debrief going, "Ooh, ooh, we've got to do that better. I don't think we had a ladder or maybe did we get that the I know we now have one, but I can't remember, like, the way... I think I I I
1: organized, uh, like, a a starting platform, I think, because we had a starting platform that we used for all our events.
0: Yes, yes, you did. And I'm not sure that first year we had it. The other thing that you said, and I remember it was, like, just before we were getting started, you said... Have you thought about waves like, you know, people who want to run this need to go first. This is how little I knew about anything. And I was like, oh yes, yes, that's a good point. So then we had to get on the mic. And do we even have a working microphone? I actually can't remember. Maybe. Yeah, we, we did.
1: We definitely had a working microphone. I know we were very <laughs> conscious of not upsetting any residents across yes. the other side of the road. We were lucky in the sense that we had road traffic noise that. Dimmed down noise, I think somewhat, uh, versus when you have a road closure and everyone can hear everything.
0: Yeah, um, well, we we we, to- I think we
1: just had one small speaker. I think it was a small PA of mine that we use at the swim starts for triathlons.
0: But you were really, again, just so practical with uh, safety, practical with how things should flow. I, re- I remember my other concern was that we were starting in Hampton, ending in the city, and and I think it was like on the Wednesday and the run was on Sunday, we're like, oh my gosh, we've got to remind people to bring their Mikey because how yes. else are they getting home unless they want to turn around and run back. And that also has been a really, and especially as the events grown and people do come from further afield, um, that sense of trip to the city, having this great party, which we love, uh, but then taking sort of that train back all together and. I, I'm still there at the run, but apparently even that train ride is great because it's filled with everybody wearing the t-shirts and celebrating. There's a, lot, there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of positive energy that occurs during that day and 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 it and it goes on beyond you know the completion of the event, as you mentioned, when people are on the train back to their stations and so forth. You know that I, I I can remember one day. Oh, it must have been I was in Melbourne at the time and I think I was in Church Street and I remember just people were flooded off the train and you know they're coming to get their fresh juices and they all had their t-shirts on and I I just remember thinking, gee, it's going well.
0: And and isn't that and, and thinking no one and this is how humble you are as well. Uh, but you know, again, the massive impact you had in helping us get that runoff. And then seeing it years on going, well, there it is. And I I remember, I think it was after the second year, and I'm not sure if you remember this. So you helped us again the second year. We knew a little bit more. I think we had had, I think the first year we said, we'll try to sell 500 tickets, which we did quickly. And then we did a thousand and we all agreed we better stop at a thousand because we don't know what we're doing. So the next year, I think we agreed we could handle 2,000. And then we got through that and then it was the third year and you said, Ooh, Liz, we need to, we need to meet. Do you remember you had taken on the Amy Gillett ride? Yes. Yes. So you were going to be
1: running that
0: event, running is a bike riding. It is still the same weekend. It's always our weekend. Wow. Yeah. And, And you said, listen, you're okay. You can, you can, you don't need me. You don't need us. We'll still lend you the things that you need, but, you know, you're good to go. Kind of it's like you were setting us free. And I just remember going, no, no, you were such a lifeline. But you were. Yeah, I,
1: I remember that. but I And I remember saying, look, you can always phone me. Just phone me if you have any issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just think for people who, I love the backstory. I mean, I'm sort of always curious when I, see things like, how did this start and who's behind it and how does it work? And um, it was interesting even today, because as we've grown now, we have a marketing manager and I've got people helping in all uh, different ways, obviously with the foundation, which is great. Um, And a few of them said, who's David Hansen? Like, who is he? (laughs) And I said, well, the father of Connor's Ron, really.
1: Thank you. No, well, uh, I loved being involved, and you know, I thought it was fantastic. But as I said at the start, you know, it's a real credit to you. You're the driving force and the energy behind it being so successful for so long. And uh, you know, every time I see, you know, whether it be a T-shirt or whether I see a Facebook post or I see something on on the uh, pavement that the sticker on the pavement, or if I Go to Coles and I see something in Coles or whatever, and I see Connor's runner. You know, it brings back you know really fond memories. Plus, just admiration and pride that you've achieved so much. Well, I think it's a great credit to you and the family and to all those involved.
0: Well, thank you, David. And I, I think you know this. You 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 can't do these journeys on your own. You can't. Uh, you know, you you need good people. You need this energy that you talked about, you need people remembering why. And I suppose we're so proud uh, of the impact we are making and that I wasn't even sure. But that first year, literally, it was like, I just want to keep Connor's spirit and energy alive. I mean, it felt somewhat selfish, but nobody seemed to mind that I was- I
1: think think Connor would be very proud of his mom.
0: (laughs) Well, and then I think it was the third or fourth year when all of a sudden other families that have been affected by brain cancer started joining us. And now in our 10th year, I think we've got well over 35 family teams. And those some are big teams. There's a new team this year, Jessica's rabbits. And it's sad. This young 13 year old died just a few months ago. And this is a way for their community now to come together to celebrate her. Like, like we love doing. And I think that's that that whole thing. I get very it's yeah. personal, and but again, having your community come to help you is really important. And yes. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um.
0: Yeah. It's anyway that whole part of I didn't know that we would make a difference or could make a difference, but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely one hundred percent sure we are definitely making a difference. But again we wouldn't be doing that without the community and people wanting to help us
1: yeah but you know the, you've been the one who's been instrumental in 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 driving this to the level it's got to and you know um and the in the accolades and the awards you've won i know a secondary to why you're doing it but you know it's amazing achievement because at many events you know i've been in the events industry for four, 30 40 years and you know, I've seen events come and go and I've seen events be successful and then just fade away. And, you know, to see your event just go from strength to strength each year and the way the community embraces it is just really impressive. It really is.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, we've we've had two years of COVID. So yeah. we've had two years of a non-event, which unbelievably have been our two best years in terms of participants and fundraising. Because I think during those two years of lockdowns, it was something, again, positive that people could embrace. And then we had a change yeah. from one day and we came up with your way any day. So this year is challenging. I I I won't lie. I, we're coming out of COVID. It's a very uncertain time. Everything feels, and I don't know if you feel this, but it's it's challenging. Things are more expensive and... Um, Now, all of a sudden we can do things. And it's like, do we even have the energy? We're used to not. And so um, this year we're going to try to embrace both the one day, bringing it back to life in Melbourne, which we're thrilled about, but also keeping that one day or your way any day option because people really liked that as well. And now people who are traveling can get their shirt and take it with them, which we love. Then we see Connors run all yep. over the world which is yep. nice so just before I let you go David what so what's happening now you obviously sold your business so what are you up to
1: uh well I I'm semi-retired I'm I spend most of my time living down in Anglesey and I go surfing and mountain biking a fair bit and I do a little uh, every now and again, i did I did some work with Super League Triathlon, I did some work with Wonderlust, and you know I do some work every now and again, but I'm happy to just do a little bit here and there rather than be full-time at it. You know it's a very, as you know, it's stressful running events, and you know there's lots of challenges, and you know when I did it for thirty years full time, you know I'm just enjoying life now and you know, I'm more than happy to get involved every now and again and help and, uh, you know, would certainly if you ever need a hand, give, give any support I can to as well. So well,
0: I, I remember and I will let you go in a minute, but I do remember a few years into it, we thought, oh, could we do a run and then have have a, a cycle event because everyone's like, oh, you need to have a cycling event because, you know, great group of people, cyclers, people on their bikes, the mammals you know, good fundraisers, um, and 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 I do remember, do you remember having that conversation, and you said, oh, you've got to be careful of your staff, because two events in two days is a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it does, it does, you know, it, and we did that on occasions, you know, where we'd have two events on a weekend, and it would just, you end up burning out stuff, and you know and that, and that's when people are paid, and if people are doing stuff voluntary, it's just becomes too much of a challenge for people. And I think you' also have got such a good brand that you know people associate it with the run and the running, and that's what it was all about. So you know not diluting it and keeping it just successful.
0: Yes, well, you've been an enormous part of our story. And I'm just so grateful that you were happy to chat with us today. And oh, it's always a
1: pleasure, Liz. I'm, I'm always if you ever need any advice or anything or anything, I'm always happy to help you.
0: Well, thank you, David Hansen. It's been a real pleasure.
1: Pleasure. Thanks, Liz. Hold
0: on, I'm How do I stop? Oh, now I've stopped my video. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully the gal who is dealing with this can figure out, where does it say record? I can't, of course I d- don't have my stop video. Okay, we have might have to stop the whole thing.
1: That's all right. I might have all to right. say goodbye. Yep. Thank you, Bye. David, Bye. I'll
0: be in touch.
1: Yep, no worries.